Hello. Hello, Michaela. Movie talk about us. Two guys, one theme, two movies. movies. What's today's theme? Uh, movies less than 90 minutes. Yeah. So uh, what we picked for this for this week's theme was, uh, well, I picked Dumbo, the 1941 version, mm. and you picked the Oxbow incident. So I wasn't yeah. going to pick Dumbo, but because there are so many um, less, movies less than 90 minutes, I thought, Brigitte, let's make it uh, 40s themed less than 90 minutes. So because we do a thing at the end every time where we think, oh, do, do they double feature or not? You actually tried to make it work this time? Well, Is that, you tried to make a double feature work? Uh, not, yes, yes, but no, but also to kind of see what two different movies look like in, this, in the same era. Yeah, but they're very should... different types of movies, I guess, in the same era. Animation. One's animated and one's, well... Well, Oxbow Incident was, you know, kind of spaghetti western cowboy that was actually set in the 1800s, so a bit different. Yeah. Well, I liked it. I wish I could do this theme every week of this weekly oh, podcast. I would do – we should do this theme again, I reckon. It's just uh, – it's very convenient, you know. Yeah. And you can probably wait until Jace comes back or something to pick a theme that's like over three hours to make us suffer or something. <laughs> yeah, but usually those types of movies are really good. Usually, yeah. I like to make you guys suffer, so, you know, you know me. I'm just going to pick the worst. You guys seem to have a lot of fun trying to pick good movies out of my terrible theme, so. Yeah, like YouTuber movies. Which will be next week. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, did you watch anything else leading up to How's your Happy Madison journey going? Ah, well, I haven't watched any Happy Madison as of recently, as, you know, Christmas, a little bit busy and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but the only thing I actually watched in between all of this was the other Dumbo movie, the 2019 one. Just to sort of compare, you know. Yeah, from the goth king, Tim Burton. I bet it was real good. What was it like, Mickey? Uh, you know, uh, pretty, pretty bad. You know, someone, oh, I, I'll, I will just read you my review that I wrote on Letterboxd because, oh boy, mm-hmm. I didn't write a massive essay on it, but all I said was that was someone must have littered because I found this and, you know, because I'm eco-friendly and all that, I still have to tell people, like, some fucking preschool teacher that rubbish belongs in the bin. Yes. One out of ten, bad movie. It should have never been made. Yeah. I don't really remember anything about it except not enjoying it, really. Because I watched <laughs> it yeah. And double the length of the original. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you just... It's not even... Dumbo's not even, like, one of the best Disney movies ever. It's just one of... It's one of the Disney movies of all time. It's a classic, um, I would say. I would say it's a classic. A lot of people know about it, and I, I, would, I would say it's a classic. Not, not good, one, but... I think one scene is classic, and the rest of it isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would say. Yeah. Mm. We'll get Either into way. that. Yeah. 
tell oh, us no. a bit about your um what you've been watching. Well, you know, I watched a couple of TV shows because there's been a lot of time between recordings. I watched some TV shows with the wife. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, season two of Bridgerton on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Haven't Lovely. seen it. Oh yeah. It's like Gossip Girl, but back in olden times, England. Yeah. And oh. it's I know, it's very it's a very spicy kind of drama. Um, you don't have to watch season one because season two the main character changes to just a different character from the same family. But the story oh, yeah. is just like, oh, Oh no, there's the the love interest, but I can't be with her because I'm courting her sister in my honour and it'll break the sister's heart. And then there's like six episodes of parting glances and then finally, in like the second last episode of the season, they just get down into it and uh, all hell breaks breaks loose. Yeah. It sounds like that that was a wifey pick. It was a wifey pick. But there was definitely some things I appreciated, you know. Yeah, yeah. It went for fun vibes. It wasn't going for, like, historical accuracy. It was just trying to be silly. It didn't take itself too seriously. It's, oh, right. you know, costumes, um, attractive people everywhere, and just, what else? Yeah, they do modern songs, but or- orchestral versions. So there'll be, like, a ball or a party, and I'm listening to the music in the background, and I'm like, wow, they're doing a old-timey version of Madonna. It's just just a kind of a silly, funny show. Very nice. With, with spicy drama. Um, yeah. Seven out of ten. <laughs> Pretty good. Blockbuster. I know there was another one you were watching. Yeah, Blockbuster? Yeah, Blockbuster. That's the one. Yeah. This is like... I might give this a 2 out of 10. It didn't make me too angry. If it made me angry, I'd give it a 1, but 2. Because it was just kind of sad and really unfunny the whole time and just... What else was there? Is that on, is that on Netflix as well? Yeah, it is. And it's like a... It's, I think it's advertising itself as the Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Superstore, but it's a, the last blockbuster in existence, the video shop. I see. Because I, um, yeah. Yeah, I thought, like, as a hist- from a history perspective, like, back when Blos- Blockbuster was fairly big, you know, back in, when getting movies from Blockbuster was pretty popular, I believe Netflix was one of those. The killer. Right. Yeah. Well, they were, like, kind of like Blockbuster, but not very well known. Oh, yeah, they were, like, an online sort of video shop, and you could, like, they could del- they would deliver it to you and you'd buy it online and then it turned into a streaming service later on. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's kind of rubbing it in their face a little bit to say, ha, huh, we're the superior. Oh, yeah, company. I just noticed that now that, wow, that's a real funny thing that the Superstore is on Netflix. Oh, yes, that is also on Netflix, yeah. I meant Blockbusters on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> it was really like... I don't know, because he's running this blockbuster. He keeps missing his ranch, and he's like, oh, the place is going to close down any minute. I can't pay my employees, and all this stuff is happening in the background. I'm just like, all right, you gotta, you got to make up for this with some funny jokes so I don't feel shit 
but then all the jokes were really unfunny. Did they even try? Uh, it was some really basic shit, like character, two characters having a conversation in the aisle, and then like a third character walks in from the side and has his little one-liner and it's unfunny and it just tries a bit, I don't know, mm. tries too hard, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it does try, but it's just bad. If yeah, this comes off as this comes off as sad. Yeah, it, it is blockbuster. It's blockbuster, and we all know what happened with mm. that. Yeah, well, maybe I should up the rating to a ten because blockbuster made me feel like I was. Um, it made me feel that kind of depression, as if I was an owner of a blockbuster, just losing it all. You know. Oh on, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's not. I then, think I'm pretty sure it's gonna be bad. That nineties show. That oh yeah, yeah, everyone's seen that. Netflix's <laughs> nostalgia show. I always complain about nostalgia. Where where the new cast of characters, I've got all these complaints about them. There's some cringe. You don't see enough of the old cast. But you know, I have all these complaints, but it, it's it's like those things I don't like, but the jokes are just really fucking good most of the time, at least mm. half the time. Like, it's made me laugh out loud, like the talent behind the comedy, for the most part, really just made up for it all, you know? There you go. Yeah, but the, the new cast of kids that's like a, the 90s kids to the 70s kids, they're not as good comedic actors as the original cast. And read, you know, the the grandparents um, kind of carry it on their shoulders. They they're funny. And then the, there's cameos from the seventies kids, and they get they pop up, and they're like really funny still, like Fez and the I guess the Eric. Yeah. yeah. So a show I thought I would hate ended up being just funny. Oh, that's good. That's it. Oh, then if that's it, we should move on to the movies. <sighs> yeah, which one do you watch first? Um, since well, I think we should talk about Dumbo first, since uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we talked about the other Dumbo. We may as well talk about the original Dumbo. Yeah. So, um. So this, this, basically Dumbo is just a, well, most people have seen it, but for those who don't really know, it's a movie about like an orphaned elephant, really. He just sort of, um, he's born into, well, I guess he was delivered by a stork. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like and, an old, uh, there's lots of old stuff in it. And yeah. storks are just delivering babies everywhere, but then one baby gets delivered and it's an elephant with big ass ears. Yeah. So he gets neglected from all the other elephant people in hmm. his, I guess, in his uh, area. The other ladies are like, nope, that's an abomination. Yeah, he doesn't look like us. Get him out of here. But no, nah, the mother is obviously de- developed a bond with, with him. and um... Yeah, because it's her son. And it's very nice, the, the way the mother and son are. Just very loving. Yeah. She's very caring. But then they chuck her in um, jail. 
Yeah, because she attempted to attack. Uh, she attempted to attack a human for making fun of his ears. Hmm. So yeah, little solitary confinement. Yeah, a little bit of that. So yeah. he, yeah, they decided. I think they they put him in a couple shows and it didn't really work. And mm-hmm. well, they put him in a show and it didn't work. It ended up being catastrophic. Then they ended up uh, making him a clown instead, which is. Apparently yeah. humiliating. Mm-hmm. Which was no. funny too, because there's like, they do the clown show and the clowns are talking, they want to be famous and they're saying, oh, well, how do we make it funnier? If we make the building that Dumbo jumps off higher by two times the height, it'll make the crowd laugh two times as hard. So we just have to make the building talk. Yeah. Which was amusing. No, that's funny. And then they all do like, they're all drunk and they're like, that's idea. Let's tell the boss we're going to get a pay rise. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yep. And then off they go, and uh, yeah, but jokes on them. <laughs> and Dumbo the makes friends with the mouse. Yes. The and that's another one of those old timey jokes where it's like elephants are terrified of mice. Oh yeah, because he that little mouse walks up to the adult elephants and they just mm. they lose their marbles practically. Yep. I don't even know what the origin of that whole thing is. I don't know either. After the clown stuff, is that when he, like, starts tripping on Goon? <laughs> yes. Nice. But it has an acid trip, but it's apparent that it's alcohol. You oh, should yeah. not if, if you're drinking alcohol and you're seeing that stuff, you should probably seek help. I oh, know. That stuff is pretty cool. I wouldn't seek help. I'd just do more and more until it became a problem and ruined my life. Yeah. <sighs> But, but then yeah. there's that the the trip scene happens that that musical sequence and that the animation gets really wacky and that's why the thing I was saying earlier there's like one scene in Dumbo that's classic and the rest of it's just average. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the peak of the movie. But I think yeah. that another classic scene is is a scene where he he sees his mother in consult in confinement and they have like a tender moment. Yeah, the tender moments are good. I think yeah. I, there's lots of really mean moments too. It's like there is. Of, it's really harsh. Yeah, like dark stuff happens. It is quite a dark movie, really. Yeah, like this it. baby is getting exploited and his mum's in the jail and what else? So, yeah, there's the scene with the crows. That's another classic scene for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. Before I watched Dumbo, um, it actually come up. Well, I watched this on Disney Plus and it come up with a warning, oh, not a warning, but a disclaimer that yeah. um, there are references in this film that are like, they were, they are not right. And they, they weren't right then. They weren't, and they're not right now, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, they were like, oh, we have some African-American characters, but they're all animals. So, oh, you know, the Jim Crow laws are a thing. So we should make them crows. Yeah. Yeah. And then that songing scene mm-hmm. when, yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah. Slave, slaves and all that, that, that was not cool. Oh, yeah, that one um, at the start with all the workers. They yeah. were all drawn as black, but all these, there's a musical number where they're all singing about how they love working and living um, paycheck to paycheck and splurging it all and just having poor lives, but they love it and they're happy. 
that was also a bit awkward. Yeah, that was mm, not very good. Mm-hmm. Either way, after he started tripping on Goon, he yeah ended up in the tree and met the crows. And learned to fly. Pretty much, yeah. So when he jumped off that double the size building, he, he flew. Yeah. It was and... a triumphant moment for both him and his exploiters. So you get to sell more tickets now that he can fly. Yep, and his exploiters, yeah. That, I, but that's pretty much is the movie, and I didn't really enjoy how it sort of ended. Like, the mm. whole time, I'm just like, fly to your freedom. <laughs> yeah, just fly away from there. I don't know. Then there's his mum. Yeah. But mm. I reckon back, well, it's not realistic in the fact that, yeah, and if, if an elephant attacks mm-hmm. someone, they wouldn't have kept her in solitary confinement. It would, it would have been a bit more morbid. I guess we're saying these negative things and um, implying these things, but the tone of the movie, it's like not, um, it's not sort of getting it across as that. It's got like a happy tone and triumphant. It's just not, I mean, we're just like nitpicking it to get these negative things out of it. But it didn't age well. I would say it didn't age well at all. Not aging well, yeah. No. Mm. Nope. But Pinocchio, made by the same person, aged a bit better, I think. Did it? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in years. That might have to be something we're going to have to look into. I've seen it. Geppetto want, was just like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we just this doll was a real boy for no reason? Yeah, but mm. there might be something. I don't know. It's been so long. Yeah. Yeah, that's Dumbo. Should we move on to the Oxbow yeah. incident? What about our ratings? Oh, yes. I completely forgot. I rated it a 6 out of 10. Um, it was good. Like, it had some very tender moments in it. And, yeah, like, and the animation was really good mm. for its time. And um, I enjoyed it in that way. But oh. otherwise, it's pretty average, you know. It was good for the time, I think. But at the same time, Fantasia was around the same time. That's true. But that was like, that's one of the highest budgeted things that didn't make a profit. So you know, they had to work really hard, I guess, to get that kind of quality. But then the whole movie, the animation is just all right. But there's that one bit in the middle, the, the trip scene, which the quality just went straight up for a few minutes. Yeah. That whole... That whole sequence. So that that's scene that scared me as a kid. Thing. That whole thing. Yes. But that scene's great, but overall, I think I gave it a five out of ten. Yeah, I I might even lower my rating to a five, but I really enjoyed the moment, like the tender moments. Hmm. They just there's like a good. bunch of short stuff that Ben Sharpstein made, just like some Mickey Mouse shorts animated things that he made a few years before this that are better animated and look better than this movie. And Pinocchio yeah. looks better as well. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm going to have to rewatch Pinocchio now. Hmm. Anyways, uh, so yeah, you rated it a five. Yeah, that's all right then. Yeah, but there's other stuff like Mickey's trailer and On Ice. I rated those eights out of ten. Um, Pinocchio got a seven from me. So that's the other stuff I'd recommend over... But yeah, but they probably aged a lot better than Dumbo. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So Oxbow incident. 
Yep. Alrighty. Tell me a little bit about what happens in the movie, Keegan, because it was all spaghetti for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it opens in Nevada in 1885 in Bridger Wells. Art Croft and Gil Carter, they ride into town. They enter the saloon. Um, the atmosphere is subdued due to recent incidents of castle rustling. Cattle rustling, sorry. Mm-hmm. And the two boys, one of them played by um, Henry. Holy shit. See, I'm, I'm not right today. Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda, my boy. He's good. I like him in a lot of stuff. Um, so they're suspected, but he doesn't like that. And so then a man enters the saloon and he announces that a rancher named Lawrence Kincaid has been murdered. And the mm-hmm. town, the townspeople, they immediately form a posse to pursue the murderers. Um, who, but they also have made the assumption that the murderers must also be the cattle rustlers. And so to sort of save face and um, not be suspected, the two boys, they join the posse as well to go after him. Yeah, because they don't know anyone in the town. They're kind of new to the town. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, don't want to. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, the sheriff is not in town and they don't really know. They need the sheriff to lead the way, but he's not there. But So then they, they're not patient enough to do that because they don't want them to lead the way. So they form an illegal, illegal posse and just go about things the wrong way and head, before they head out. And that's sort of where the tension starts to build for me, where it's like, oh, shit, this isn't going to end well. And you just see it not going right. Just this mob mentality kind of thing is happening. Yeah. And some people, there's a few people, like a handful, who, are, who can see it and know that what's happening is wrong. But then it's just there's too many people. Yeah, there was and- a massive group. They must have had to trade. They would have, there were so many horses and so many people in that movie. Mm-hmm. Holy! Got to give yeah. him credit. But it very much opens like a like a western is closer to normal with Henry Silver getting in like a little bar fight, and there's a lot of um, characters that are played kind of like western characters in a way. So it's sort of, I guess, you could go into this movie expecting a fun little adventurous western, but then it turns into something really dark and disturbing. So yeah, I was waiting for the fun bit. Like, yeah, it really was. Like, especially the start scene. There was like, there was a, a crack, a crack of glass over someone's head at some point. I'm like, okay, there's something. <laughs> and Henry and then, just like stomping a dude and going yeehaw while he beats the fuck out of the guy at the start. Yeah, yeah. I wanted. I, that's what I went in hoping it was going to be. And then we get mm-hmm. where we're up to now is the situation just slowly turning worse. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, it's like a dark and cynical kind of noir film in like a western setting, which is um, I'm a big fan of. I think it's cool. I think it's weird the way that they have it. Mm. I don't know if to format it. Format it is the right word, but yeah, yeah. So they they head out, and they head out night. Um, no, no, they head out, and it becomes night time. But they still don't want to. They still want to catch up to whoever did it, and they see a carriage. And there's, like, they shoot at them. There's, like, a little mini shootout, and they stop the carriage, and some lady hops out. And Henry's character sort of has a weird moment with her because he recognises her. 
And it's yeah. like, oh, is this some love interest or something? But then she never pops up again for the rest no, of the movie. Never to be seen again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Do you see that as like a negative or a dumb thing or a weird thing? I found it odd. Yeah, but I, I it, the movie, it was unpredictable. Like, oh, she's going to be bad. There's going to be some weird <laughs> love, dumb bullshit. And then yeah, it just never yeah. happened. Never to be seen and, again. Yeah. <laughs> and the way they kept like looking at each other too was really cheesy. Yeah. Just like, I think, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. I think a really generous kind of interpretation would be that it's like setting setting it up to think there would be some kind of normal Hollywood Western sort of romance subplot that would happen that would end up being the main character's happy ending, but then sort of throwing that away for the the darker sort of outcome. There's pulling people into viewers. So I think I feel like that's what it's doing. It's just taking the normal adventurous Western genre into like this dark place and it's trying to say something about real justice and how it's important to for um everyone to be for people to just be um innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they kill these fellas. Well they find them first. Yeah, well, that's, that's the next scene after the carriage because they find these three dudes asleep. They all surround them and wake them up and there's, there's guns and everything. And these dudes just wake up and I just think if I was in their shoes, I'd, I'd just be shitting myself because I can't even... Just fucking imagine that. You, wake, you get woken up by some rando camping. By and you're surrounded fucking by so many horses and people. Surrounded by people that just want to... They're just itching to kill you, and there's a guy who keeps making funny faces, and he's got these nooses. Yeah, that, that guy. Weird. Yeah. So then it's about, what, 40 minutes in the movie where they run into the three people that they sort of put the blame on. And there's the main guy of the group, a sort of um, – mercenary who i think is mexican who's with them who's kind of like a western badass guy and an old boy who works for him but he calls dad because he has some issues mentally yeah 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 it's um they had had a little sort of a a chat i guess the, the rest of the movie was them trying to prove their own innocence but the group was just not believing them yeah because they had this circumstantial evidence which wasn't hard evidence, but these this guy was just trying to convince them that they didn't have enough evidence and just, yeah, it was just like a, a shit show. And the mob, they just string them up. But there's like, it's a long and drawn out and really dreadful kind of um, scene with lots of really good moments in it, yeah. I feel like. Well, to you, maybe, but uh, it didn't mm-hmm. hit like that for me. I thought but. there was some good... I thought I liked the set, and there were some good shots of them talking and just the nooses hanging from the tree in the background, like an impending doom. And the, that well-lit shot of the, the Mexican mercenary confessing his, fins, his sins to the other Mexican person who's going to pass them on to the priest when he gets back to town, where it's not exactly like the proper way of him confessing his sins, like it's unofficial. 
and unsatisfying as well. So I, there's just I feel like there's lots of really deep moments happening throughout this whole thing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what, 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 we'll talk about our ratings. But yeah. first, before we go into like why we rated them the way they are, because I think you rated this fairly high. Yeah, um, well, I'll just give mine because um, I don't know enjoyment wise, I really enjoyed it and gave it a ten. But I also feel like it's pretty like if I'm thinking less bias, like oh, less of oh wow, they're combining noir with western and Henry Henry Fonda is in this and all that stuff. Um, I think it's despite. I think it's still like a good quality movie. I think it would be really a seven or eight out of ten. Yeah, right. I think it's pretty good, but I also enjoy it a lot. So you would have rated a ten out of ten then, because that's how you usually rate things is enjoyment. Enjoyment gave it a ten, but if I'm trying to be more objective, which is a funny word to use when you're talking about art, I'd probably go seven or eight. <laughs> I guess art is like to the person who perceives it as art yeah. because I, I only rated it a five out of ten. Art's like subjective to a point, but then there's like objective qualities like I guess writing and cinematography and sets and just like objective things of mm. quality. Where you can like there's qualities on a scale in areas. Which I think goes for um, writing as well, if it's well written, if it's like compelling as well, that's also kind of up up to the person. That's probably more on the subjective side. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Right. I don't know. Just just to me, yeah. I didn't enjoy this. I didn't. I didn't enjoy this movie just because it kept making me lose track of everything. Or mm. it, it would focus on something. And then it would immediately turn away from it. Like, or nothing that it was showing didn't make any sense. And it, like, that movie could have been shortened significantly, even though it was a short movie. It could have been shortened mm-hmm. again. Because the amount of bullshit they put in between it, it, it I know it's trying to throw people off, but it, it, at the end of the day, it, it just bored the living shit out of me. Yeah. Including the middle bit where it's all dreadful and terrible, and oh, and, that was probably what got the marks up more. Like during the whole interrogation thing, and like the doom yeah. and all that sort of stuff, and the unpredictability of like what was going to happen to these guys, and um, mm-hmm. but the, the stuff, like, more stuff before yeah. that. If I was just to take the start and of them finding the guys and waking them up to the execution itself, I'd say that point would be an objective 9 or close to a 10. Like, that's a really good stuff, in my opinion. And the rest of it around that sort of brings it down. Yeah. Maybe because it does get a little bit preachy as well, it does kind of put the justice system on a pedestal. But if they found a way to acknowledge that, that the justice system that they need in that moment is flawed, but... If they had, they found a way to sort of do it like that. I think I don't know. Oh, it just could have been so much shorter. I reckon. And That's all. also the sheriff just arriving right up directly after. Oh, oh no! It's, it's yeah, like the worst. 
The sheriff's the sheriff's here. Oh hey sheriff, we just killed these fucking guys. He's like, what do you mean? Larry Kincaid's not dead. And he sold the cattle to those people he just killed. <laughs> fucking dickhead. Yeah. Mm. Now you are the murderers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the ending is like all these people feeling really guilty and terrible about what they did. And then the handful of people who were on the side of the the victims were just basically like, oh, shame on you people. And then at the end, instead of going to that love interest character, um, Henry Fonda's character is just like, oh, we have to go to that guy's wife that all this village killed. And we have to support her and let her know what happened with this letter. And that's... Then that's how it ends, yeah. Yep. There's like a little bit of aftermath and just the the village and the mob going like, oh shit, what have we done? Kind of getting there, sort of come up in a way. And that one guy killing killing himself, committing suicide. Who's that one guy? The big shot of the town? The big oh, guy? I don't remember, unfortunately. Hmm. But yeah, one guy did, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That is the movie, though. The Oxbow Incident. I think I moved it into my top 250 recently, too. Oh, got to kick kick off one more movie to replace another movie in your insane... You, you need a top 500. Oh, no, that's too much. That's, that's, too a, much. that's a lot. Like, 250. I can't even do a top 50. Mm-hmm. But I'm a bit more picky than you. Well, what's your double feature, Dumbo, with the Oxbow incident? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, straight up, just because one's a kid's movie and one's uh, about mm-hmm. some murder and Western shenanigans that are set in the 1800s. They're both kind of mean. They're mean. But if you're watching those two back to back, there might yeah, be something yeah. wrong with you. Like. They're not only, they're only re- no, not something wrong with you, literally, but like the only reason why you watch these two back to back is you're, it's because you're listening to this podcast and you're, you're watching them because of it. Or you're doing the podcast or you have something wrong with you or both maybe. Yeah, yeah it's like the point of this podcast is we say what movies we're going to watch and you guys watch them and then we all talk about it. Over, yeah, like, yeah. over a debate and emails and all that sort of stuff. <sighs> hmm. Well, there is no emails either. Hasn't been for wow. a Wow. Come on, fellas. Come watch movies with us. Write Come some on. shit. Yeah, tell, us, tell us your opinion. There's like three listeners. Oh. Come on, Jemima, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe she'll have to she'll have to um yeah email us or anyone whoever else is listening. I don't know if anyone else will listen to this. Yeah, does Michael still? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyway, next week. Next week, we YouTube movies. Oh no! <laughs> I picked this one um to make you guys suffer, but now it's a backfired on me because Jace isn't here. Yeah, and what'd you pick? I picked airplane mode, Logan Paul. Oh, good job, low game for <laughs> life. <laughs> oh no, no, please no! Oh, you mm-hmm. picked something that I have not heard of before. Yeah, I was like, oh, I got to pick something good so that Mickey doesn't get the satisfaction. I picked Joel Haver. Um, Joel Haver's the YouTuber or Haver? I don't know how to pronounce it. But he yeah. made a movie called um, "Pretend That You Love Me," 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Give them a whirl. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah, next right. Week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if anyone wants to send an email, it'll be in the description. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or letterboxed. Letterboxed, the best social media. Oh, yes. And follow us on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. See my shit posting and you can, and you can uh, see Keegan uh, – not not quite like just rate movies, but he doesn't generally comment on them. I always comment on them. I no, just shit no, post. I've, I've increased the rate. I have like a fifty okay. percent um, opinion share rate. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. That. Yeah. Mm. I just wrote a stunning um, review for "She's All That" from nineteen ninety nine. Very good. <laughs> anyway. It's very good. All right then. Well, we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye, Miggy. Bye.